Hey there, everybody, little pudding cups, dear listeners, etc., etc. Welcome to another episode of the Alston Pudding Podcast. This week, I've got Forte and the Moons. I've known Forte for a few years. He's a local rapper, but recently he got in touch with this band he knew called Ande, who, when they play with Forte, they go by the moons, hence Forte and the moons. And so this is the first interview where I'm sort of talking to a whole band. So I really like Forte's rap on his own. And so when he told me that he's, uh, the, the couple times I've seen him, he's already played with a full band. But the bands that he has played with are very geared towards his uh, like soulful hip-hop sound. But Ande, as I figured out prepping for the interview and like talking to them, have a much more indie rock-oriented sound. So, this episode is going to require a little bit of imagination on your end, if you're listening. Because together, as Forte and the Moons, they haven't released any recorded music yet but they've been playing like live shows together. This is important to note for uh, the songs that are coming up. So I have, there are four songs featured in this episode. Uh, Hustle Star and uh, Sumi from Forte's uh, Mumble Rap album. And then two songs by Ande, which are called Lucas and Signo de Interrogacion. They're pretty distinct sounds, so it's, you know, you're going to have to imagine Forte rapping over much more rock-oriented material. So, so um, whenever they do have recorded material out, which I'm not sure, I don't think they're rushing themselves, I really want to have them back on the show for another conversation and another chance for you as a listener to hear their songs and how they mesh together. But otherwise, uh, this, is, this was a really fun interview. It's the, again, is the first interview on this show where I've talked to multiple people at once. Anyway, so without further ado, um, here's my interview with Forte and the Moons. I go for miles now, homie. No one buys some paper, check the files up, homie. Why they try to climb me? Cause my style just stole me. Smile stays saucy. Cold like Steve Austin. Rolling in out of Boston. Temperature changes too often. Don't floss too hard. Or them goonies might try to test it or just pull your cart. I've been cooking up like I'm Carlos, about to play guitar. I've been rolling up hella guns. I thought I touched the star. Maybe I've gone too far because I'm feeling myself. I don't need money in my pocket, validating my wealth. Thinking like sweeter than some sugar, better get on your health. Think I'm destined to make some millions, show my children real well. Teaching about doing for self, but always sharing the wealth. So all my people across the country can invest in themselves. So I'm just working with computers by the reboot myself. You gotta stay up on your hustle with that hunger you felt. Because hustle, hustle, you a star. Shining bright and shooting far. Wish for you the finer things that hard work and money brings. Acting like some clowns, that's why some dudes ain't homies. Rather move slowly, thinking like. 
consultant. Chumps is thinking more coaching. They know better, I fault them. They floss too hard. No some crackers who think like masters, this might hurt they heart. Cause we googling in our knowledge, we might get too smart. Watch our kids inherit millions and make brilliant art. And look like goddamn stars. Be my art, you should know that I ain't perfect myself. So I strive to be mold. That got some greatness in our face, but the pain might not show that we was born to make a change. While we work to make more racks, got some plans to push a drop top. Blowing hella tree, can't just taking in the sunshine with my melanin. Let me tell you something simply, it might sound cliche. Know the juice is always sweet when it's blacker, baby. Hustle, hustle, you a star. Shining bright and shooting far. Wish for you the finer things that hard work and money brings. Hustle, hustle, you a star. Shining bright and shooting far. People wish for better things. Cause new clothes and diamond rings, first met in like what like 2018 it's hard to say now what years are right <laughs> it was a few years man yeah 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 um i know you, i remember you popped by when i was like interviewing cliff at the hip street studios and Boom. there was a yep. whole like conversation about dragon ball z uh yeah and that's, yep. that's my first memory of meeting you and then i've seen you a couple times now at shows uh, either performing or just attending but um yeah, so I figured you'd be a good person to talk to. I'm all ears and I'm, you know what I mean, ready to tell all. <laughs> well, I'd say I'm all ears because I want to hear more about you and the band today. Cool, cool. But this will also, this interview will have the distinction of being the first one I've done with um, like multiple people present rather than just like me and you talking. So uh, definitely, definitely want to get to know the band, The Moons, with you, and then Ande. Is that how it's yeah. pronounced? Yep. 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 Yeah, you got it. Cool. But yeah, so how are you guys doing today? How, uh, where are you calling from? Not bad. From uh, Everett. We're in the dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is this, uh, is this your rehearsal space that I'm seeing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we play here with, with Serge. We play here with Ande. Terry Borderline and the Sons also comes down here to rehearse. Yeah, basically any kind of project that the uh, the on they backing band is is attributed to will will come down here and rehearse. Nice. How'd you guys get linked up playing with Forte? I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like I've seen I've seen them play with Terry, and I've known Lucas and Corey since like my nonprofit days working at Teen Empowerment. So it kind of just naturally came together since these guys were working in my music group that I was running, and I saw how talented they were, and we just decided, yeah, let's play, let's play with each other. Terry actually took the initiative to get the first and see how it went through, and it was cool. So I was like, all right, yeah, you guys want to play with me? And they were they were ready to play, so I was like, "Fuck it!" And they have great talent. These guys can. This dude John played. How many instruments you play? Play a couple, one or two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Multi instrumentalist, yeah. True. So you, I, I think you mentioned mentioned drums at the top of the call. Uh, what what other instruments? Yeah, keyboard. Drums. I play mostly guitar. I play guitar, a little bit of keyboards. I play the drums, but in this band, I I primarily play the guitar. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah, and we got Corey on the drums. He's on his way right now. Um, Lucas is just upstairs getting ready and stuff, but um, he plays the bass. He slaps it up, and he plays the drums, too. Corey plays the bass, key, um, guitar, and yeah. drums. Yeah, so little, Both of them play a little keyboard, too. 
Yeah, we just because uh, we got this kind of space with these with these instruments and enough like people getting together, we just play everything, play everything we can. Nice, Crazy. And so I, I had I didn't get the chance to check out your music is on they before. Oh uh, yeah. But what kind of what kind of music is that? I, I have your Bandcamp page open and see you have a couple oh. of releases. Yeah, in the yeah. Past we, couple we years. Release, yeah, twenty twenty. We dropped our first album in about April, I think it was. And it's like we like to describe it as like heavy indie rock. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like very rooted in like prog rock, but also like with the kind of flavors of indie and emo and stuff like that. You know, it's some oh, it's, it's Lucas now. It's some you know the stuff that they got coming is even like crazier than the stuff they've already released. Like they have a lot of like just like <laughs> we tried to. We've been down here writing a lot, and uh, our next album's very like prog rock oriented you know okay cool songs big arrangements and stuff like that horn parts you know it's it's uh trying to get as creative as possible within like that kind of genre and outside of that kind of typical genre of like rock music you know yeah like i'm hearing all types of different tinges of like some like reggae and and like uh what other what other stuff like just like a plethora of things like it's a little hip-hop you know heavy rock like solos like it's dope it's dope shit man that's cool yeah prog really affords like a lot of space to kind of meander between between genres exactly mm. exactly i think that's why we like it so much because we literally just listen to anything you know listen to whatever music we can that's good you know this is lucas right here he plays the bass hey lucas what's up i'm harry nice to meet you harry so, like, Forte, I know that you've played with bands before during your live sets. I'm not sure if, like, the last time I saw you play that the Moons were your backing band. Has this just been your backing band the whole the whole time through? Oh, no. Nah, like, we just recently started playing with each other because um, the other band that I had that I was playing with, they just kind of just fell out. Like, you know, people get busy. Some of them had children. So it was just tough to really get everybody together and rehearse and really get things down. But these guys have been known for mad long. So it was just natural just to, you know what I mean, reach out and see what we could do. And then they ended up showing improving something crazy. So and we we, we had like a, a few of my old songs that we had, like they created like some, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but it kind of turned into like some punk shit. Like it, it, it sounded cool. So I was I was digging it. It was a cool little, uh, how, how you said it, meandering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool work. Yeah, yeah. I know specifically the album of yours that I was like listening to a lot to prep for this was uh Grumble Rap, which came out in twenty eighteen, I th- believe. Which has some very, you know, like soulful, like classic nineties soul sample hip hop sound. So I'm really interested to hear more about recent stuff too especially if you're linking up with a band that goes that sometimes veers into a heavier rock side i've met you and you're like a really chill dude but i can all you also bring like a really great energy to your performances so i can see that how that might work out well yeah it's uh a lot of like the renditions of his beats and stuff like we play a lot of the shit off of grumble rap and like the mish tape and stuff and it's like, uh, you know, we normally stay pretty true to the beats. Like we try to as much as we can. Like we add, we add some parts just to make it not as like loopy, even though, I mean, that's not really that doesn't matter all that much, but we just be down here like jamming out on tracks. And like, that's how we like came across with like that punky sound for one thing. Cause the drummer will just start going wild and like, well, I'll just kind of, <laughs> we're just going with the vibe. Like, yeah, 
And certain stuff is naturally mad melodic. You know, it, it lends itself well to that kind of genre because those hooks are catchy regardless of what kind of style is behind it. Almost, it almost, yeah, it's just it's very like chameleon-like. I'm realizing that. Um, and that's actually a lot of what helps me now creating more of like the new stuff of just not being afraid to step outside of like the normal cadences, rap shit, rap stuff, bars, heavy stuff, and like kind of get more melodic and even like, yeah, just into a rock realm, right? which I, I grew up listening to like alt rock and stuff, mm. like magic and stuff like that. And, you know, the, the, the Sum 41s and all that stuff that was popping <laughs> back in the day. So I kind of like, kind of like subconsciously embedded in my, my, you know what I mean? My brain. So mm-hmm. I like it. So naturally, you know, like just Hootie and the Blowfish the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah. But yeah, um, with Grumble Rap, it was really a, a it's like a happenstance, man, because I, I just had finished doing this like ayahuasca ceremony, came back the next day, and I had these beats sitting for a while, for months, and I hadn't done anything with them. And I really liked DJ Grumble's style of, of beat making. So I sat with it, heard far too long the first beat, and literally right there just the whole song just came to me real suddenly. It was something I hadn't really experienced before. So that just like urged me to finish Grumble Rap and I wanted to do it on my, like a little bit on my own more so and not have anybody else kind of just like muddy my vision. Not even muddy, but just like distract me from what I wanted mm-hmm. to try. And it came out cool. I had Hamstank help touch up some of the songs and stuff. Um, I mixed I mixed it mostly myself. That's why you can kind of hear the like, you know I mean? The grittiness, the rawness of it. But um. It came out cool. People, it was really people were really receptive to it, and that just motivated me to do more. Yeah. So, like my first taste of that was, I think, because you did one of the uh, the Atwoods residency shows that that Cliff was putting on, um, and so that like I had just met you like the week before, I think, because that was what the inter I was interviewing Cliff for was like about those upcoming residencies. Sketchbooks. And so I was like, all right, let's see what this guy, let's see what this guy can do. And I think it was like a lot of, a lot of grumble rap uh, in that set. And like, but even then you had like the live band with you and then having the live band with you does bring a lot more energy, the music and set. It's really cool that you're, you've got like, like a full-time band now to help you kind of explore those, those sounds. Well, I mean, I I appreciate these guys because it's like, a lot of other artists and instrumentalists would be like burnt out or like spreading themselves through things. But these guys are like rise to every occasion. It's like, wow, really hit it. So it's really, it's really them. You know what I mean? Most of the time I have to give it up to the band members and like the instrumentalists because a lot of the times they just go unspoken for like not giving their flowers and stuff, but they really bring the songs to life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I don't know how I could do it without the band. Like, I mean, really appreciate it. That's mad fun for us. Really, yeah. I, gain, I gain a lot. Yeah. You know, I really believe these guys' artistry and the music, so that's why I even wanted them to sit down in the interview because I feel like uh, they're one of the groups that actually have like this authentic grassroots grind, just sound. It's like it's dope and it's new and innovative, and I, I feel like they should they deserve a platform and ears that can listen to it. So I, I mess with it heavy, so I know other people. But. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. Uh... Cause I know you guys played um, one of I think the the outdoor Brighton pop ups that like Austin Pudding was putting on yeah. a couple weeks ago, and I, I think you're also doing Harpoon Fest coming up. Yeah, Is that the one? Yep, Saturday. So now that shows are coming back, are you into a, to get a lot lot more live performances out there? Oh hell yeah, <laughs> that's the plan, man. That's the plan, and I'm I'm secretly using 
my my music and shows to get these guys to get their shit on. <laughs> I'm telling you, I bet it's it's gonna go. It hits. It's great. It's great stuff. Potent stuff. Real potent stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Um, the, and I'm yeah. The, the shows have been coming like been booking like like crazy now. So I'm excited to play new music and yeah, and give the people some of the old stuff and revamp it, kind of jam out to it, have fun. So have you spent like a lot of the past like year and a half of no shows? Have you spent that time doing a lot of writing and rehearsing and sort of jamming out new new stuff? Uh, kind of. I mean, uh, we didn't really start like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't even really until there was like kind of shows coming back that we really linked. Like we were all, we were all kind of doing our own things. Right, like, right. It was hard to meet up. Yeah. yeah, it was hard to meet up. We were like, we were writing our second album like during the whole quarantine, like fucking getting together, fucking you know, rehearsing for eight hours a day, fucking all that shit. But I mean, the practice in general lends itself to getting with Sergio because we're just really well practiced. It fucking makes it a lot uh, more efficient when we're trying to uh, rehearse with him. But we have linked up for a little bit of writing in the in the in between. But in between, yeah. I mean, and even the last, I mean, what, like few months or so, like four months maybe, we've been getting together. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a smooth transition so far, you know. And like we had played some of the shit before quarantine too. I feel like like I did so far sets with Forte, yeah. and where it wasn't like it's not like the full band shit, but it's similar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's definitely a lot more broken down. We're not new. Yeah, we're, we're not new. A lot of music, music so far shows, but <clears throat> definitely still, still the, still the same vibe. Right, right. Even more live, if anything. Yeah, yeah the so far shows kind of fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like they're fire. Like they have great artists there and stuff. But like, absolutely. I just feel like for what we were trying to do, we played a so far show two weeks ago, and then went across the street and played at the Jungle in Union Square, and fucking like after the first song, I was like, dude. I I hate so fucking <laughs> in comparison to what we're doing right now, like, it was so much fun, so much energy. Like it just feels more real. The profile shows they're all sitting down. Politely. Yeah, isn't isn't that the one that's like they book stuff in people's like houses, basically? Like yeah, you've, yeah, you've, yeah. and it's like sort of like a secret, very limited capacity show, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a secret, not so secret. Yeah. <laughs> it's like corporate underground. Like, right? yeah. <laughs> It's honestly a better name than so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, well. Oh, all right, we got it. We got another band member coming in. Who we got? We got Mr. Music himself. Oh, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> all, all good. All good. Yeah, Corey. This is uh, Harry. Harry, what's up? What's up, Corey? <laughs> all right. So just just to review, now we got we got Corey, John, and Lucas with us, right? Yep. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> All right, Corey. Since you're you're just entering entering the fray of the conversation, uh, you want to tell us a little about yourself and like your musical background and like how you got linked up with Anne? Um, I lived around the corner from Lucas. Uh, I think his family kind of like brained me into it because there <laughs> wasn't many people to hang out with around there. Yeah, my kinda... dad's a trumpet player and a drummer. <clears throat> yeah, so it was kind of so like everyone getting... sort of congregated to that house. And um, there's just music equipment everywhere. And it just was kind of like, you just picked it up, I guess. Yeah. And that was around when I was like, wow. Yeah, and the members of On have known each other for 
years. Right? Yeah, yeah Ozzy's like eight. a band, but we're kind of just like a group of friends. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when did you guys like start setting out to like record music, record and release music? It was like 2017. Wow. Yeah. But we had played together since 2015, 2014. Yeah. Like, at least kind of got a jam in. Right, yeah. We were still playing music. Yeah, at least officially under the name, probably, like, 2014. Maybe 13, but, like, somewhere between, like, 13 and 15. Okay. So, yeah, so it's been, like, been a few years now, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Right. I'm like, people. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) And uh, what are, like, each of your sort of individual music tastes, and how do you kind of find ways to incorporate that in in the band because we were to uh cory uh before you got here we were talking about how there's sort of a prog element to to your sound where you're kind of like you know drifting between a lot of different genres and like incorporating a lot of those elements so is that sort of like a i guess what i'm wondering is is that sort of a balance between like your individual interests as musicians uh plus like what you end up sharing with each other that's, I think that has a lot yeah. to do. Yeah. 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 Also, like, prog is itself. I feel like, yeah, we do, that, yeah. like, also, but, like... Yeah, we got into that. We I don't even really know entirely how that happened, but we did get into, like, prog rock, like, when we were really young. We were listening to, like, fucking, I don't even know, Tool, just, yeah. like, King Crimson and stuff. Yeah, like, with the internet, it was, like, crazy. It was yeah, fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I came and enjoyed it, I was, like, literally only listening to, like, Fugazi. Fugazi told me a ton of stuff, like and vice versa. And I was like, yeah. I, I like took a straight hiatus and was a rapper. And like, right. I was making beats. Yo. I loved him. <laughs> when he say like rapper, he was. I was an MC. Bars. Like, he <laughs> <laughs> low for real. Yeah. Like, but my the my older brother was a rapper. I've just been. Dream. I love hip hop music. I love yeah. like, and and that like works out great for being a bass player. I feel like you're yeah. like. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in that way, that comes through probably a lot. And like some of the omniscient is just kind of like those kind of baselines. And also yeah. even like, I think just like in a weird level of the way that we put loop, not loops, but like I feel like our chord, at least in the beginning, like it personally, when I'm writing, like the chord progressions are really short, almost like a loop. And they just kind of happen a few times and then it goes into a chorus. And I wonder if that's subconsciously from listening to a lot of rap. I would, yeah, I would say the same thing about like alternative rock and rock and like just yeah, run shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you might step outside the, the lines of like what makes a conventional hip hop. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Forte with your stuff. I, I know that you rap a lot, but you also like break out into singing and melodic sections a lot more. So. You definitely have like a history of you know stepping outside the lines of like what is basic like expected from a on a basic level from a rapper yeah uh, and i think that's what drew me to your music anyway like in the first place i appreciate that man because i i really don't even think about it too much it just like comes out in those ways it's the melodies come out and i try to just incorporate it as well as as i can because i just feeling it let it go and then arrange it how i fit see fit and then boom so I think a lot of that comes from like the um, influ- other influences, pop influences, like R&B, and people like Kanye, like try to push the envelope of things. I think like Frank Ocean's, mm-hmm. Island the Creators, just people who like to push the envelope. Even if I don't uh, like listen to their music actively, it's like something about their artistry and maybe a certain song or like a melody that I might have heard that really like sticks. 
So I feel like that, like what Corey said, like sticks into my subconscious where it's like, I want to try to do that myself. You know? mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, it's, it's cool. It's cool to hear that. For sure. And those, like, especially, um, I feel like Frank and Tyler, like, incorporate a lot of, like, indie rock influence in their sound at, at various times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I heard that in, like, Igor. I heard, like, some cool stuff in Igor and, like, Igor's my favorite thing he's done. Like it's mostly, yeah. I th- I think mostly just like an indie pop album more than like it just stands out so much compared to anything else he's done. And he's like a guy that in general just keeps evolving and yeah. you know making new new stuff. It's like everything he releases now because he just dropped a new album. It's like With a fart. Yeah, like, yeah, and it's really good. Yeah, but that's like, very oh, that's very different from Igor, which is already different from like Flower Boy, which is like a far cry from like the early stuff that you know got labeled as like horrorcore. Yeah, like the Goblin and yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now I appreciate shit like that. Like that 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 shows me like the authenticity of him, like in his originality. Like he don't let anything else like really taint his his process. Kind of just comes with something that he feels is cool and new. And it inspires me and motivates me to do the same type of bold actions as far as getting creative and not being, not trying to stay in this hip hop pocket because that was happening to me a lot where I just felt like I had to be in a certain cadence and sound, and ways and kicks and stuff and snares had to be right. And it's like, nah, man, just feel it out. And I'm mixing like that and this, like our thing and that thing into one. It's like, it's like kind of crazy. Yeah. What we're coming up with down here. Yeah. And Honestly, the, like, and we're done like, I'm like, whoa, that's that's cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> the stuff you guys I'm hearing that being created with Terry. Yeah, like the stuff jazz with Terry, stuff like, is wild. It's like crazy, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's like really making the music making. Yeah, like, Terry's directed. He, Terry just directed a 12 minute song out of us. <laughs> <laughs> 12 and a half minutes. <laughs> Yo, y'all did Coltrane. That's That's bad. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just bringing people in to sing rap, spoken word, and he's really like taking a step back, like having a verse, a song almost, a song that long. It's like he's like, all right, I'll come in here and just do my thing here and step back out. But but he's like behind, you know, pulling the strings of what to do next and who to bring in, and he's just doing a great job orchestrating everything. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, he's putting on that producer hat. Personality. Yeah, he's got. He's, he's very creative. He's gonna be playing with us. He's gonna be playing with us too at Harpoon too. So yeah, that'd be okay. cool. We also got. I also featured on his album that just dropped, "Ways of the World," where he had like Mickey Fax, St. Nag, a few other heads on it. That was pretty cool.
I kind of wanted to ask about like being kept in like a, a hip hop box or like feeling forced to stay in that lane. Cause it struck me that, and this might not have been the intention at the time, but I always, and I know you had mentioned uh, DJ Grumble being like influence on for the name Grumble Rap, but it's also like sort of works as a play on mumble rap, which has sort of been like, yep. that's sort of been like the, the main form of hip hop cadence, I feel like for the last five years coming out of that SoundCloud rap era. But does that sort of have to do with um, not wanting to, to feel like caught in that, in that lane? It's absolutely what it was. I, I, I literally just named it that because I, I wanted to play on the whole mumble homophone and like how it kind of sounds the same, but it's like, and also just like, even not just paying homage to DJ Grumble, but also just like feeling the grumpy like I wanted to convey the feeling of like th- sort of frustration with like things in my own life and out out outward life and like society and just let it out on Rumble Rap and I felt like I I got I was able to do that it was almost like a catharsis when I did yeah. it. I, I didn't mean it to be anything but like a project I created on my own and I didn't intended to do what it did but it it, it actually propelled it actually motivated me to keep doing the things and like stepping out of my comfort zone and not always relying on like collaborations or um, different modes of inspiration just like looking inward and then setting expressing that and that's literally like the first like, the first song that is on that out on down that um, ep or album is literally the first song i wrote like i woke up and started writing that song and it all came together far too long that is yeah like those words, the first bars of those that song was literally describing what I was doing that day after the ceremony. I literally went from the ayahuasca spot, went home, <laughs> writing far too long for like straight up. That's how I knew there's something to this. Like there's more to it than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. And so that, um, you know, I don't want to like make you talk too much about the ayahuasca thing, if depending on like your comfort level with it, but like. I don't know. Was that like a like a guided sort of experience? Absolutely. Uh, I had a one like a shaman that I knew, um, and another spiritual consultant, you could say, um, guide us through the process and gave us the dietary requirements as far as when you're going to consume the teaching plant. So it was it was an intense process, but also like very liberating and therapeutic. In, in ways where I was afraid and apprehensive to go to like regular therapy or like regular medicine, because you know, you know, but um, it, it, it was a good alternative for me and I, it worked, it, it worked. Whether it was placebo or not, I don't think it was because I was seeing the <laughs> things and whatever, but it was, it was a dope process. And I really would urge a lot of people to check it out if they're curious as to like what the teaching plants can do if you're into holistic natural medicines. Mm-hmm. It's been around for centuries. And I feel like it's something that, man, when I was in that, that space, there were CEOs and business owners who had money there doing the things. Like they didn't go to the hospitals, they came to the ayahuasca ceremony. So I was like, okay, I see where this is going, like where this ended up. Like it was almost like a colonization of, natural teaching plants and medicines but yet mm-hmm. yeah that's a whole nother conversation but yeah it was it was, it was it's a fair dope. conversation though i know yeah, especially with like a lot of you know i'm like hardly an expert on like whether it's like holistic medicine in that sense or like 
the use of psychedelics in a therapeutic setting. Like I'm hardly an expert, but I also know that there is like a large and specifically like indigenous history with that, that in recent years, to some degree, it's been like co-opted by the, you know, especially like tech CEOs and, and yep, people exactly. like that. There's a huge like micro dosing trend in, you know, like Silicon Valley tech startups. You know it. Yeah, exactly. The shrooms, the, 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 Palo, the Palo Santo stuff, all this stuff is being like commoditized almost. But also I think there's like, it's like a double-edged sword because I feel like a lot of people who were afraid or apprehensive to go to the regular medicine now have an option to like seek out those alternatives and get some real healing and real like mm-hmm. medicine. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of like interesting breakthroughs possible with, with those forms of, of treatment and therapy, those like alternative forms. And even within like a clinical setting, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of research being done that historically in this country wasn't, hasn't been able to get done because of various laws and, you know, substance listings. Yeah, I just recently heard that psilocybin, I think it was um, psilocybin was being um, decriminalized in California or something like that. No, there is like a lot of really cool advancements in that, that research that's been happening in a couple of years and a lot of like good literature that's kind of gone to dispel, I guess, the the stigmas around that that still exists from like the 60s counterculture era. But uh, yes, so it's like some really interesting stuff. And I know that MDMA has been used to like help like PTSD cases. Yeah, Lucas was just mentioning. Well, yeah, I think yeah. that and I think psilocybin also. Yeah. Think, uh, they also use psilocybin, but... I'm not here. Positive. I know they do that ketamine therapy. That's not that ketamine is really like a therapeutic, a, a hallucinogenic either. But I guess they do that. It's more of like a truth serum thing. <laughs> they have to do shit. Oh man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Drugs so. Yeah, drugs and music. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like that ayahuasca experience is like pretty fruitful in helping you realize your vision of yourself as a musician and like what you wanted to incorporate into your your art absolutely man it was uh i did it a few times so it was definitely a eye-opening eye-opening and um yeah man it kind of like quieted the quieted the chatter in my mind like just like the doubtful voices and the just the little frustrations i might have had about past transgressions in my life it it almost felt like it's like a friend just telling you dude it's not that bad you, you, can, you can get over it. Like, you are stronger than those situations that happen to you. Mm-hmm. And literally stepping out, feeling like that, and not being, like, a front, just, like, feeling like, okay, I understood why these things happen, and I can move forward and help other people. And that's ultimately what I want to, like, ultimately what I want to do is half the reason why I even make music the way I make it and why I make it. So that was very much a fruitful experience and a helpful one at that, too. And, and what were some of those, like, themes and ideas that you were mulling over for grumble rap that kind of came out in the lyrics i was really just thinking about my peoples you know like five pocs uh my friends like just life like literally like racial tensions and finances and just having fun too like just being able to express like love and talk about my my relationship statuses and whatnot i wanted to be able to say these things that i think about a lot and it helped me just do that like fluidly and like unhindered that kind of unblocked me throwing them. And then it almost it almost felt like it gave me an ability to open up more and not feel so guarded about things. 
my own traumas and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, it's half the reason why I even connected with these guys more and, like, just started doing more. Just like, okay, I need to just stop being so inside of myself and take that, spread it. The good parts, at least. <laughs> Some of the bad, maybe. Mostly the good parts. Because my, uh, my motto is I'm not in the business of making people feel bad. And that's, not, I don't, that's not what I like to do. So we all be going through shit. So I'm trying to ease, alleviate that however I can. Awesome. And now, so um, when you link up with the moons here, like what is a, what is a typical recording or uh, rehearsal sesh creative process? What does that sort of look like? Does the band start jamming around and you start like, you know, riffing vocally off what they're doing or like, I think we yeah. do that. We, we, we do that after we kind of like learn one of the songs. So like we'll like well, sit down and listen to the beat. And well, it was like one time we were jamming. It was I don't think you were here. It was me, John, and and uh, Serge. And uh, Serge's uh, text tone went off on his phone, and I like copied the melody of the text tone, and then we like wrote like an, <laughs> like an impromptu song. Like it, just, it was like, kind of fire. It was yeah. We'll do, we will like just spontaneously start playing something, Serge. We'll just start singing over it and rapping. And it's like, and that's what we want to do with the live stuff too, because yeah. we'll just go into jam sections. Like, we haven't put any of that impromptu kind of stuff like in recordings really at all, but it's like, it's we know the creative process is like there and like very like reachable, like when we want it. Like, yeah, we want literally. That. Like, yeah. like right we'll, now, we're, we'll break into it. Like, yeah. it's like, if we're feeling it, we'll break into surge. We'll start like sticking and just going, going crazy. Cause these guys go like when they start riffing and jamming, it just like I just, sometimes I get lost in just listening and just want to listen. But I'm like, let me add some vocals. Just so <laughs> like, but I like really just jam like, oh, this guy's killing the guitar. This dude's crazy on the big. This dude's crazy on the drums. This dude's crazy on the big. Like, yo, what's going on here? So it's fun, man. It's fun. Yeah. It's making it way funner yeah. than you know what I mean. So, I, yeah, it's a lot of like to. Yeah, to branch out. Yeah. yeah, I feel like lately we've just been more so preparing for the live performances where it's like mm. we have these set lists of songs that Forte has already made and it's like we're just listening to the beats and then trying to recreate them That's at, great, at the yeah. same time as close as possible but also not like taking away from the live versions of it by like minimizing our parts to just sort of echo what the beat is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Augmenting whatever is already there. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that sounds like a very fluid process on, on your end. And like also oh. like, it sounds like the rehearsals aren't necessarily, you keep that, that energy that you would bring to a live show and that spontaneity and you afford room for that in the rehearsal space. Yeah. yeah. Keeps it fun. Yeah. Fun to play and fun to listen to. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I, it also makes the set times easier to hit. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a lot of the tracks, some of the tracks, two and a half minutes. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Where it's like we're playing a 45 minute set. It's tough to like squeeze in all those tracks. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's definitely eases the burden of, you know, having a 20 song set list. You know what I mean? Like, and it gives you, it gives, it gives the band more space to like riff and just show, showcase their stuff, you know, and have fun with it. Because two minutes is plenty of time to say what you got to say. Exactly. <laughs> we're all saying stuff too. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think that makes it cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah we've been playing together for so long that it's like, it's not difficult for us to pick up on who else is going to start going into something crazy. We, mm -hmm. I feel like we can kind of 
kind of predict in a sense like where yeah. it's gonna go and yeah. keep it pretty tight. You think you already came up with a type shit, like right? Like, <laughs> like, like the way it's just like you just see you see the eye contact happen. It's like okay, all right, <laughs> turns up. Yeah. So it's like oh okay, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, and, that's difficult to do if you just hire you know a and, random yeah, random people to come in people and build. Like, yeah, you know you can get that over time. It does take a little longer. But that it's like I already noticed like the chemistry with Sarah just built built like so much just from rehearsing and stuff yeah. where it's like I feel like sometimes you would more like mimic what you were spitting on the track like in sort of an exact way. Yeah. Where it's like now he'll like almost like there's parts where we're like adding hits into the songs to like accent like maybe the backup melodies that are there in the track or like the the, the rhythm of the hooks and stuff. And Serge will like really like swing with us like on that like just, I don't know it's just coming yeah, together yeah, a lot yeah, more like, solidly as like a drag the flow of sound yeah, to like, certain yeah, spots yeah, and really yeah. like lock in like another instrument. The band definitely adds more of a like it like boosts the the fun of performing the songs like like, like yeah. you were saying like <laughs> sometimes toes, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah sometimes it get it got it started to become like monotonous and stale like playing the same sets and songs and be like just playing the beat behind yeah you know? so with the band it just brings this whole new element to it you know what I mean so definitely thank these guys for this. I have a little complex for fine chicks and fly whips yeah. Rolling out of robbies and fine prints and fly kicks I've been trying to keep shit in context and timeless Hustling till we get it, my niggas looking so marvelous Isn't it just so obvious? I got plenty of options Still I ain't trying to play that girl Like a little bit of some content Still we can make some progress so I ain't trying to play that girl Cause she wanna roll and chill and talk and get real deep With me, with me, with me Something's on her mind, she said she wanna real me Really, really, really But I gotta go and grind and make more bucks Feel me, feel me, feel me She said please don't waste my time, I give no fucks Sue me, sue me, sue me Rarely been on time, but I always been impatient. If it's about some money, watch me sprint off like I'm racing. Get a bunch of hundreds going to my delegation. Yeah, I'm rolling potent, but you know I'll probably face it. Cause you wanna roll and chill and get real deep. With me, with me, with me. Something's on her mind, she said she wanna real me. Really, really, really. But I gotta go and grind and get more bucks. Feel me? I think I think moving forward it's just gonna it's like yeah what what else like, we can just do more yeah I'm sure we'll end up writing together yeah, absolutely yeah I mean our food fest is like I feel like the fun like the forefront of our minds right now just like it's a definitely the most serious show I feel like we're playing as yeah. a band at least and it's like yeah. uh, we're just trying to crush it when we go there so yeah yeah. Well, and you're doing the Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Now, so I don't know how much you'll be able to like discuss future things. If you know, maybe you won't be able to like mention anything specifically. But do you have anything else like booked or in the works coming up? 
I have um I think there's a I have a show with um uh, Terry actually. It's gonna be uh like a, a Haitian Revolution anniversary show. I think that's gonna be somewhere in the beginning of August. That's a show I'm I'm pretty excited about. And um I got another show at the jungle, uh, October seventh too. So But I was definitely taking up that spot in Somerville since like once has been gone, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And even once is like they don't have their uh their you know classic physical location but they're uh they're still active they're still like right, right. stuff a lot of outdoor stuff right now at uh Boy- stuff like that i think the, yeah we actually performed with uh terry borderline for their once virtual venue oh nice yeah, yeah they had that whole that. whole series going like all last year yeah 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 it was in this room actually yeah yeah, yeah. Or second, nice two and featured right yeah i think so yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. But yeah, that was like a disheartening thing, like between that and Great Scott closing last year. Oh, you know, Big Scott did close. Yeah, it's crazy. yeah. Even after all that, like, I, I, I hear they're opening up in like, I think like. Yeah. The, so there's like a, yeah, there's like a, a tentative plan. Uh, they like, they raised the funds to get the Pizzeria Regina in like, the Austin Depot, like right by the Mass Pike. I, like I, I, I can't talk too much about that because like I'm not really involved in yeah. in that in any way. But like it's known that they they got that space, and I think they're just sort of in like landlord limbo right now. There's probably yeah. a lot you got to do. I'm sure right, the logistics right. of that yeah. are extremely complicated. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure like Rock City Pizza. Uh, also went into like purchasing the space with them. So it'll be still be like, so it'll be like a rock club next to a pizza place, which is like, Oh, you know. slam. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. no, but that would be such a cool spot for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause they used to have they had some great shows, man. It's going to be yeah. sick when they got play last and they got out and they're like, let's get a pizza. It's close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It I'm not gonna even gonna. I'm not uh, even gonna wait until the show's over. I'm just gonna like between bands. I'm gonna like step <laughs> outside and go get some pizza and eat it out front, and then I'll go back in for the next show <laughs> for the next band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know how to do it. Yeah. Is that like a chain? You know how that pizza is? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, look, I I love Boston, but uh, not because of the pizza necessarily. So you know. This. As long as it's like serviceable for me after I've had a couple, a uh, couple beers, you know. Fair enough. I'm, I'm not, not too hard to, <laughs> to please, <laughs> pizza wise. Okay, yeah, uh, I mean, so I think that's like pretty much all like the questions I had. If there's anything you guys want to like close out with, either individually or like as a group. Yeah, here's a quick acapella choir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can you do one of the songs like uh like as like a doo-wop quartet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me, like just let real me quick for the podcast. The yeah. <laughs> and the hair case. Yeah. These guys have been working their tails off and they're gonna showcase some dope ass music, man. It's gonna be fun. Um we got some new stuff coming out. That they got some stuff coming out on this. Yeah, we got we got an album out and an album coming out. Yep. And we also have a show coming up at O'Brien's a, Pub yeah. in Austin on the 31st of 30. July. 31st of July. Uh, another upcoming show at the Jungle 2 with Onday that uh, the date has yet to be set for, but look out for that too. 
Sweet. Sweet. I think it's the 27th. 27th? Yeah, yeah 27th August. of August, August in uh, At the Jungle. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I definitely think we should record a single, like, as Forte and the Moons, like, soon. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. Get something out there also. That'll so. pr- yeah, that'll probably be the next step. I could, say, yeah. I could say keep your eyes open for that, because I don't think, you know, once we get the rolling on that, it's going to take very long for us to nope. get something done. Yeah, for sure. sure. It's not a slow process, but it's a tedious and long process. It starts off with the chill that runs down your spine, and I can seem to find a single cure for this inside my mind. But I know that I try.
Alright, there you have it folks. That was Forte and the Moons. The Moons are also known as Ande, A-W-N-T-H-A-Y. So, urge you to go listen to both of their music independently and keep an ear out for when they release music together as Forte and the Moons. If you get the chance to see them live, I highly recommend it. Forte always delivers a good performance. I haven't been able to catch him performing with the Moons yet. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it when I can. Next chance I get. Anyway, thank you so much as always for listening. Thanks as always to Alston Pudding. Thanks as always to Ethan for helping with the audio processing and mastering. I will be back soon with more interviews. I think the next one coming up is an artist named Jimena. And that that's a fun interview. So keep an ear out for that real soon. Anyway, have a good week, y'all. Bye.